let's talk lessons learned in 2022. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, ready to give you some more actionable, practical advice that you can use to grow your voiceover business. Now, just before we get into this week's episode, don't forget about the 12 voiceover gifts of Christmas. $15,000 in prizes have been donated and they will be awarded on Christmas Eve during a live broadcast on my YouTube channel. It's not too late to sign up. MarkScottCoaching.com forward slash 12 VO gifts. That's MarkScottCoaching.com forward slash 12 VO gifts. So as we come to the end of the year, I think that there are a couple of things that are very commonplace for many of us to do. One, of course, or at least I hope, is to spend some time thinking about the coming year. What are the things that I'm going to do next year? What are the goals that I want to set for next year? What are my priorities going to be next year? And hopefully setting yourself up with a plan to achieve a new level of success in the coming new year. But the other thing that I think is very common for many of us is to spend a little bit of time in reflection. How was 2023? How did my year go? As you reflect back on the goals that you set for 2022, did they get accomplished? Are goals crossed off the list or are there goals left unfinished? Why did goals get checked off the list and why did goals get left unfinished? And it's an opportunity to reflect on how we spent our year. Did we make the most of it? Did we do the right things? Did we get things done? Or as I like to say, did we do the thing? And I think that's something that a lot of us do as we come to the end of the year. And I certainly know that that's one of the things that I do. I like to take time to reflect on my year. And as I was coming to the end of the year with my mastermind group for 2022, one of the things that I talked about was a really, really hard lesson that I had learned. And I want to share a little bit of that with you in this episode. And I've collected some stories from some other people who want to share some lessons that they've learned. And hopefully, as you're listening to these lessons, it will prompt you to think about what lessons did I learn this year? Because those things that you learned can hopefully help you to do things differently and potentially better next year. So for me, the lesson that I learned the hard way was about the power of narrative. Now, that's going to sound crazy because I know that this is something that I talk about all of the time. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, if you've watched me on YouTube videos, if you have taken any of my courses, you know that I'm always talking about the power of narrative and 
how much the things that we say can have an impact on our life and on our business. And even though I know it, even though I talk about it, even though I teach it, it's still a lesson that I continue to learn over and over and over again. It's still something that I need to be reminded of. And that was certainly the case this year. So earlier in the year, I had a conversation with my accountant who informed me about how much more I was going to have to pay in income tax. And I wasn't particularly thrilled about it. Uh, once you hit a certain point in Canada, the tax rates are ridiculous. Like I'm talking between federal and provincial close to 70%. And that number is definitely not as high as you think. The income is not as high as you think to hit that point. And so I, I made an offhanded remark to my accountant that I was literally being de-incentivized to work. Because what is the point in working hard to grow a business if you're ultimately going to have to give 70% of it to the government in the form of taxes. And so I really did feel in that moment like I was being de-incentivized to work. The lesson that I learned the hard way is that even though I said those words in passing to my accountant in a phone conversation, I actually internalized those words a lot more than I realized. I, I internalized those words a lot more than I absolutely should have. And as I look back in 2022, I can see where that had an impact on my business because I can see where I let certain things slide. And I know some of you are listening to me saying this and, and thinking this is ridiculous, Mark. Like I see how much you do. You, you do your podcasts, your videos, your webinars, your free advice Fridays, your 12 voiceover gifts of Christmas. You, you've got something going on constantly. And, and that's true. I do a lot of things and I certainly worked very hard this year. But I can also see areas where I absolutely slacked off. I can also see areas where I didn't try as hard as I could have or should have. I can see areas where I had thought maybe I would expand into and then made the decision to not. And so my income suffered as a result of that. And it all started with this statement that was made innocently enough at the time, but internalized, it became part of my narrative for the year, which was that I was de-incentivized to work. So as I come to the end of the year and I'm wrapping up my books and I'm getting things ready to send off to the accountant, I'm realizing what I have done. And I'm realizing that what I said back in the spring actually impacted my business more than it probably should have. And so it's just a reminder that the stories that you tell yourself matter. When you make a statement like, I never book work, even though you're maybe just frustrated at the time, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you say something like, I just can't make any money, don't be surprised when you don't make any money. When you say, none of my efforts are producing results, you're already sabotaging your efforts and your future efforts. Do you really feel incentivized to send more marketing emails if your narrative is that it doesn't work anyway? You, you start to work against yourself. If your narrative is, casting sites never work for me, so why even bother? Do you really think that walking into the booth with that mindset is going to be what's going to book you the next job? When I said, I'm de-incentivized to work, the only place for my business to go was down. I just didn't experience the growth that I should have this year because of that one simple phrase. Words have power. Words have influence in how your brain processes information, and those words become the stories that we tell, and the stories that we tell become what we believe. 
And so instead of speaking negative thoughts, try speaking affirmations. And instead of going on social media and airing your grievances about all of the things that are wrong, try sharing gratitude. Instead of being glass half empty, see it as glass half full. I know this sounds new agey and and voodoo, but I'm telling you there's something to this. And so if you're going to tell yourself a story anyway, you might as well make it a good one. I am owning my mistake that I made this year. I recognize that that narrative had a negative impact on me this year, and I'm going to change that narrative, and I'm going to do better next year. And the reason why I share that story is because of transparency. I want you to understand that I still struggle with the same things that every other voice actor struggles with. And even though I have a platform that allows me to teach and allows me to coach and hopefully inspire and motivate, a lot of the stuff that I talk about is just as much for me as it is for you. And so I want you to know that the struggle is real for all of us. I recognized my mistake. I've learned my lesson for 2022. And I am absolutely going to do things differently. And now I want to share some stories from some other voice actors who have learned some pretty big lessons for themselves, including this one from Reed Montague. Reed was on the podcast a few weeks ago and we were talking about cybersecurity and he offered a ton of great information in that episode. But Reed's also a very successful voice actor. And one of the reasons why he has become a successful voice actor is because of this lesson that he learned. So one of my super duper, really cool, inspiring voiceover coaches that I can't fit any more adjectives into this sentence because I'll pass out, Brad Hyland, gave me a very powerful, monetizing and impactful business tip. And it's just four words. Get them on Zoom. By them, I mean the prospective client. It's no secret that most voice buyers are very busy people and you'd think you'd be troubling them by asking them to get on a Zoom call. But I find that many are eager to. The buyers obviously want their project to be successful, and beyond that, we're social creatures, and many of us just want to escape the humdrum of the business day and just chat sometimes. So in my Zoom calls, I try and make it about the person just a tad more than the project. Sure, I won't need to learn about their project, and Brad said to have a question ready about that project when you hop on the Zoom call, but I also want to get to know the person trusting me with that project and also have the chance to earn their trust. I strongly believe that everyone has a story, and I find that sharing those really, really builds a strong and fruitful business and bonding relationship. Now, does this mean you need to go Dr. Phil mode and start psychologically interviewing your next prospective client? No, that'd be unsettling. But all this to say, at least in my own business, I've noticed that building the relationship with the person and not exclusively the project has led to some of my most memorable, happiest, and strongest client relationships. So next time you have that prospective client, try it. Offer a Zoom call, have a good chat with them. Best case, you're going to land that job. Worst case, they're going to remember you. I'd say either case, they're going to remember you. And that is the whole crux of these Zoom calls. I remember hopping on a Zoom call with the big client and he said I was the first person that reached out and offered it. And and we had a great virtual face-to-face conversation. And that has led to a very strong, healthy business relationship. Be the person that goes beyond just doing the formalities of giving the contract, sending the recording, being done with it. Be the person that's memorable and be the person that's booked. So, Mark, thanks for letting me share this wisdom. Brad, thank you for inspiring this wisdom. I hope everyone has an insanely incredible 2023, but let's all uh, prop our feet up and enjoy these holidays. Thanks again, folks. I love the idea of taking things beyond email. And in fact, when I work with voice actors and and 
coach them on what to write in their marketing emails, very often I will say that you've got to put in a very clear call to action. And one of the calls to action that I suggest is, can we set up a time to meet? Having the opportunity to set up that time to meet, to have that phone conversation, to have that Zoom call, it can make a big difference. You know, we tend to think that the world exists now via email and text message because that's what we're so used to. But that's why something like a video chat or a phone call can have so much meaning. Because it is something different that not everybody's doing anymore. And so I think that that's a really great lesson learned. And I think that's one that every one of us could be implementing in our own voiceover businesses. As we come to the end of the year and you start to reflect on your voiceover business, are you finishing where you wanted to finish? Or did you not see the growth that you were hoping that you were going to see? If you didn't see the growth that you were hoping for, if you didn't earn the income that you were hoping for, if you don't have the clients that you were hoping that you were going to be able to get, then that means you're going to have to do something differently next year. You're going to have to try a different approach in order to make sure that 2023 is even better. Then in 2023, you do see the growth that you're looking for. And one of the things that is going to help you to do that is learning how to be a confident and effective marketer. And that is exactly what the VoiceOver Marketing Playbook teaches. It is going to teach you how to become a more confident and effective marketer. Playbook is your step-by-step guide for finding your own leads, building your own client base, and becoming the more consistently working voice actor that you want to be. Playbook will be out again January 4th through the 13th, 2023. So if you are looking to level up next year, maybe you need to talk to Santa and put this one on your wish list. Details will be available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Again, playbook coming out January 4th through the 13th, 2023. Details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. Now, another great lesson learned is about the importance of getting out of the booth. You know, we always talk about as voice actors how isolating this industry can be and how we spend our days alone in padded rooms talking to ourselves. And it's a big joke that we have amongst ourselves in the industry. But there's something to be said for getting out of the booth. And this is a really great lesson that was learned by Memo Soseda. And I appreciate this story. In 2022, the biggest lesson I learned was to get out of the booth. I know it's cozy, it's safe, it's a happy place, but if you're comfortable, you are not advancing. It's only when you get out of your comfort zone that you move forward. Oh, and I also didn't like traveling that much because I might not be there for my clients and God forbid, I might lose an account. But when I got the playbook and became a part of Mark's mastermind group, all that changed. I started discovering how important it was to be social, to be around my peers, to be around like-minded people, in a nutshell, to network. And I started learning. It's amazing how fruitful those interactions are. Suddenly you see things from a different perspective. And that helps you in many ways. Just as an example, someone in my mastermind group told me how to mail things cheaper than using the post office. And now I'm spending less. And it's way easier than standing in line at the post office. I also found new software that has made my day-to-day easier. And I also got new ideas on how to negotiate. That alone has been an invaluable tool uh, that now I have in my toolbox. And with that lesson learned, getting out of the booth, here's what I did about it. I started accepting invitations. 
to many things, social and professional. One of those invitations was to One Voice in Dallas, where I met many peers and many decision-making professionals. And from that trip, I got representation in L.A. It was not immediate, but from a meeting with someone there and keeping in touch, a few months later, I was invited to the agency. In that trip as well, I was invited to another voiceover conference in Colombia, where I learned a lot and met more people. And from that trip, I was invited to two more voiceover conferences. And perhaps the most important thing from those voiceover conference was the friends I made. Those friends are friends for life, and I know that I can count on them. When you spend time with people, you create a connection, and that connection is very valuable in a personal and a professional way. And it's difficult to explain how, but it pushes your career forward. Trust me on this one. And because it worked so well professionally, uh, getting out of the booth, I also was open to doing it in my personal life. I started accepting more invitations to get-togethers, to volunteer at my kids' school, to attend my middle school and college reunions. And that has also brought new opportunities. And I also started traveling more. I'm not afraid to do it anymore. And when I travel, I travel with my traveling recording setup. And I also have uh, studios where I'm traveling to standing by just in case I need them, if it's a very long recording, for example. It is possible to travel and keep up with your career. And I got many ideas from people that were also traveling with their recording equipment. I read recently in an article that if you want to be more successful, you have to go to more parties. And in a sense, it's true, because the more you network, the more opportunities you will get. And you will also gain more confidence in interacting with people. And those people might need what you have to offer. I think it was Thomas Jefferson, the one that said, the more I work, the luckier I get. I would paraphrase that and say, the more I network, the luckier I get. So please, get out of the booth and look around. If you don't, you're missing a lot. One of the things that he said that I wrote down, and uh, this is on a note, it's on a post-it note and it's hanging up. If you're comfortable, you're not advancing. What a powerful quote. If you're comfortable, you're not advancing. Some of the best forward momentum that you will build for your business is going to come from those moments when you stretch yourself. Think about working with a coach you've never worked with before who's making you try a technique that you've never tried before and how awkward it feels when you're standing there. You're trying to get this read out, but you don't really know what you're doing. But on the other side of that session comes more booking because you stretched yourself beyond your comfort zone. Same thing goes for networking. I love the idea of getting out of the booth and building a network. And I love the idea of going to more parties. And I think it's a really great time of the year to have that advice because, hey, everybody's throwing parties right now. And so there's an opportunity for you to go attend a holiday party, a Christmas gathering, a New Year's party. Maybe meet some new people, make some new connections, build some new relationships. It's a great lesson learned by Memo. Now, Jennifer Clark, at the time that I am uh, working on this episode, is actually in L.A. And I'm so proud of what she has been able to accomplish in her business this year. I had the great privilege of being able to work with her this year and watch her do exactly what she talks about here, which is betting on herself. I feel like I could fill an entire month of podcasts with the lessons that I've learned this year, but this one has got to be the biggest one from this past year, and it's this, bet on myself. 
If I'm serious about succeeding in voiceover and I have the desire to grow and the timing is right, then there's really no reason that I shouldn't invest in my business. Putting skin in the game has changed everything for me this year. I mean, who's going to bet on me if I won't even bet on myself? How can I expect clients to hire me or colleagues to refer me if I don't even take the risk to grow? That's been my biggest lesson this year, and here's what I did about it. I invested. I bet on myself by putting money into my business. At the end of 2021, I wrote down a list of ways that I wanted to improve my business that required finances, and I just started chipping away at them, incrementally, but very intentionally. It started with the VO Marketing Playbook and Mastermind Group which honestly has been the very best investment into my career this year. And then it was investments like a CRM or an audio check, a creation of plugins with a professional engineer, uh, top-notch coaching and demos, and so much more. But as I look back over the year, I see that often the investments were made before the need was even pressing. So it wasn't that I was drowning in clients and needed a way to organize them with a CRM, but I saw where I wanted my business to be. I wanted to be drowning in clients. So I invested in a foundation for growth and systems that would help me to get there. And because I invested when I did, the foundation I'd built could support the growth I've experienced this year and honestly was probably a catalyst for that growth. I think another benefit of betting on myself has been growing in confidence. As I've watched the small investments, like a CRM, help me with client relationships, it's given me confidence to invest in the bigger things, like new demos. It's had a compounding effect, as all good investing has. As I saw the good results from the small investments, I could go into the bigger ones with even more confidence. But betting on myself this year meant that I kept investing even when our financial situation was really, really difficult. I entered 2022 with six weeks of income in the bank to support our family of five. After almost nine months of my husband's unemployment, living off our savings and my baby voiceover business, and making a large investment into my husband's training for a new career, I knew something had to change for this year. Something had to break. Last December was terrifying and really, really heavy. But here's where betting on myself has brought me. I'm leaving 2022 on track to double my income from last year. I have consistent clients. I have confidence in running my business, which is huge. I have a studio bricks booth on its way that I paid for in cash and I'm headed with my husband to the Voice Arts Awards as a nominee for the first time, which is just a result of that top-notch coaching and demo production that I invested in. So this December is really, really different than last December, and I'm honestly just in awe and so genuinely humbled by it all. So that's my lesson from 2022 that I am taking into 2023 and for the rest of my career. Betting on myself is worth it. When you're trying to build a successful voiceover business, it can be really expensive. I know that 
A lot of people try to do it cheap. I know that there are coaches out there that will help you to try to do it cheap, or at least they allege that they will try to help you to do it on the cheap. But the reality is, if you're going to do this well, there are investments that have to be made. Working with the right coaches, working with the right demo producers, getting the right equipment, making sure that your studio has the right sound. All of these things are things that will ultimately pay off. And that is a lesson that Jennifer has absolutely learned this year. And you know, sometimes you do just have to trust your gut, you have to take that chance, and you have to bet on yourself. If you take that advice from Jennifer and do something with that next year in 2023, I feel fairly confident that you are going to have an amazing year next year. Now, I talked about how one of the things that we'll do at the end of the year is set goals, or at least I hope that that's one of the things that you're doing is setting goals for yourself. I know that that is one of the things that I'm working on right now, trying to figure out what am I going to accomplish in 2023? And Will Ryerson has a great story that reminds us about why we even set our goals in the first place. You got to listen to this. So the lesson I'd like to talk about learning this year is the importance of keeping in mind the reason we set the goals we do. Um, So for me, when I got into voice acting, like most people do, I got into voice acting because, you know, I wanted to play characters and I wanted to um, be in animated series and whatnot because I was a theater kid. You know, I loved playing characters and performing and whatever. So that was why I got into it. Then You know, as time goes on and I start, you know, hearing these different stories from the groups that I'm a part of and through coaching and whatever, you know, it's it's like, oh, gaming, animation, no, 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 no. That is for the elites. That's for the the um, the one percent of the voiceover industry, right? It's such a saturated market. You know, you can't. You know, maybe less than one percent of your work is going to be animation slash gaming. The bulk, the bread and potatoes of your work is going to be explainer videos and uh, e-learning and medical narration and corporate narration. And I'm not discounting any of that, but that's you know what I heard, and 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 I really believed it. And so the dream of being an animated series and video games one just kind of yeah, floated away. And then I started to, like, not like my work. <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning and it would be like, oh, great. I get to go talk about sickle cell anemia again. Woohoo! You know, <laughs> like, it wasn't fun. And so this year, when I kind of had that realization, like, oh, hang on a second. Why did I get into this? Right, I got into it because I like playing characters. That's me. Then it was like, okay, so how can I inject that love of characters and and creativity into the work that I'm already doing? And so some of the changes I made were I completely redid how I do social media um, and just made it all about being silly and wacky and stupid because that's fun, right? It brings out the real me. It lets me be authentic. And frankly, it's hard to be authentic. It takes a lot of practice. And so social media is a way for me to practice doing that without thinking, oh, no, what's the creative director going to think? Um, so that's one way. The, another way is I've started producing many audio dramas and I'm working on a podcast now where, you know, I'm, I'm writing the script and I'm creating these characters and I'm playing the character but, and, and it's my character. It's, I can perform the character in the way I want to perform it because it's mine, right? And it's such an amazing creative outlet. 
And the great thing is that it's bled out into all of my other reads. You know, my work performances, they're more fun, they're more creative, they're more free than they ever have been before. And even marketing, too. Like, I'm not focusing nearly as much on explainer video companies and corporate narration and whatever. You know, I'm lo looking at the stuff that excites me. And so I'm trying to just build connections and relationships with people in the animation industry. You know, I'm not trying to sell myself to them. I'm just saying, hey, the work you do is awesome. Tell me about it. I want to know more. Because that's what I want to do. That's what excites me. And it makes me actually want to get up in the morning. And then the other thing is that this ties into um, how we define success. Because for me, success is feeling like I am doing something that is allowing me to live up to my potential, right? And I and for like explainer videos and whatnot, as you know, as great as they are, it's not me, right? At my core. And characters are where that's at for me. And so by making that my focus, it's completely turned not just my performances around, but my worldview and all this other stuff. So the TLDR would just be one, remember why you got into voice acting or whatever the heck it is in the first place. Because if you do that, then you will better be able to define what you are trying to get out of it. And then you will have a better definition of success, which will make you more motivated to actually go and do the thing. Because, you know, there are times where we get burned out, where we don't want to do the hard work anymore. And so if we have a good definition of success and we remember why we got into this stuff in the first place, right, then... It's a lot easier to keep going when the going gets tough. And I think that's incredibly valuable. The value can't be overstated. Anyway, that's my story. So many of us come into this industry with an idea of what we want to do. And some of us follow that through. But some of us get sidetracked. We start doing other things because those other things are maybe easier. Or maybe those other things are more lucrative. Maybe there's more opportunities for that thing. I know for me, for as long as I have been interested in doing voiceover, one of the dreams for me was always to get into documentary narration and in-show narration. And even though that was the dream from the very beginning, like years and years and years and years ago, it's something that I really didn't actively start pursuing until only fairly recently in my career. I make a really good living doing corporate narration and doing e-learning and doing explainer videos and all of these different things in voiceover that I actually really do enjoy doing, that I really love doing, but because I got so busy doing all of those, I started to lose sight of the dream. And the dream was the documentaries. The dream was the in-show narration. And so I had to remind myself of that, and I had to bring myself back in alignment with what the goals and what the dreams were in the first place. And I think that this story from Will is such a powerful story. And so as you are spending some time at the end of the year, and you are working on setting your goals, and you are trying to figure out where you are going to go next year, I do hope that you'll pay attention to what Will said, that you'll never forget the dream, that you'll remember why you came into voiceover in the first place, and the goals that you set, I hope at least a few of them are in alignment with what you're trying to do. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to be collecting stories from voice actors on a number of different things. This week, we're talking about lessons learned, Next week, we're going to be talking about how I achieved my goals, which hopefully leads to some lessons learned for you. And then we're going to be doing an episode about prepping for 2023. So setting goals and getting ready to do some amazing things next year. And so I hope that 
between the information that I can share with you and the stories that get told from all of these different voice actors that it does inspire you. You probably accomplished more than you're giving yourself credit for this year, and so I hope that you will take some time to do that. You probably did learn some lessons that maybe you forgot about, and so I hope you'll take some time to reflect on that. And you probably can achieve some really amazing things in 2023 if you'll just take the time to sit down and plan for it. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com/markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com/markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.